a while ago, in our One Buddhism introduction class, one of the participants said, throughout this entire class, I have not once heard the word I have wanted to hear. She looked very disappointed, and after that class, never came back. <laughs> so today, you will hear that word a lot. That word is love. Do you know how to say love in Korean? Nick? Good. Sarang. Can you say? Sarang. In the One Buddhism Dharma book, the Korean word sarang refers to the love of Buddhas and teachers, and also to the love of parents and fellow human beings. Traditionally, Buddhism does not directly refer to the word love. However, it is thoroughly embedded in every aspect of a practice. In the chapter, Buddhahood, in our Dharma book, Sotesan talked in great detail about Buddha's great loving kindness and compassion. I like his analogy of the great mountain and deep ocean. He said, just as the mountains with the tallest, deepest, and densest trees sustain the lives of numerous animals. Just as the deepest and widest sea sustains the lives of infinite numbers of fish, the most wide-ranging loving kindness and compassion embraces numerous sentient beings. Maitri. This Sanskrit word is translated as love or loving kindness. Maitri also can be translated as understanding. True love comes from understanding. In order to love our child, our mother, our partner, or our friend, we have to be present with that person in a way that allows us to know deeply who they are. Love understands and accepts differences without any expectations about how a person is supposed to be. Another term that refers to love in Buddhism is karuna, compassion. The basic principle of karuna is that the energy of infinite compassion will arise naturally through our meditation and equanimity. Can you see that connection? You may not often see the word love in Buddhist teachings, but whenever you see the word compassion, 
It refers to deep, pure, true love. Pure and selfless love. I would like to share a well-known story, The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. The Giving Tree. Once there was a tree. The tree loved a little boy. Every day, the boy would come and gather leaves, make them into a crown, and play king of the forest. He would climb up the trunk, swing from her branches, eat apples, and play hide and seek. <coughs> When he was tired, he would sleep in her shade. The boy loved the tree very much, and the tree was happy. Time went by. The boy grew older, and the tree was often alone. Then one day, the boy came to the tree, and the tree said, Come, boy, come and climb up my trunk, swing from my branches, eat my apples, play in my shade, and be happy. I am too big to climb and play, said the boy. I want to buy things and have fun. I want some money. I am sorry, said the tree, but I have no money. I only have leaves and apples. Take my apples, boy, and sell them in a city. Then you will have money and you will be happy. So the boy climbed up the tree, gathered the apples, and carried them away. And the tree was happy. The boy stayed away for a long time. One day, the boy came back, and the tree shook with joy and said, Come, boy, come and climb up my trunk, swing from my branches, eat my apples, play in my shade, and be happy. I am too busy to climb trees. I need a house to keep me warm. Can you give me a house? I have no house, said the tree. The forest is my house. But you can cut off my branches and build your house. So the boy cut off the branches and carried them away to build his house. And the tree was happy. But the boy stayed away a very long time. And when he came back, the tree was very happy and he could hardly, she could hardly speak. Come boy, come and play. I am too old and sad to play, said the boy. I want a boat that will take me far away from here. Can you help me? Cut down my trunk and make a boat, said the tree. Then you can sail away and be happy. So the boy cut down the trunk and made a boat and sailed away. And after a long time, the boy came back. I'm sorry, boy, said the tree. But I have nothing left to give you. My apples are gone. My teeth are too weak for apples, said the boy. My branches are gone, said the tree. You cannot swing on them. 
I am too old to swing on branches. My trunk is gone, you cannot climb. I am too tired to climb, said the boy. I'm sorry, said the boy. I wish I could give you something, but I have nothing left. I am just an old stump. I am sorry. I don't need very much now, said the boy. Just a quiet place to sit and rest. I am very tired. Well, said the boy, straightening herself as much as she could. Well, an old stump is good for sitting and resting. Come, boy, sit down, sit and rest. And the boy did. And the tree was happy. Are you the boy or are you the tree? On our life journey, sometimes we are the boy, sometimes we are the tree, or sometimes we are both the boy and the tree. When I read this book a long time ago in Korea, it stuck in my head. The character of the boy reflects how selfish and self-centered we can be. The tree, the tree exemplifies how we can be selflessly giving and loving with pure joy and how infinitely full of compassion we can be. Some years ago, in 2003, I moved to North Carolina and started leading meditation sessions in a small office in Chapel Hill across from Lowe's. <laughs> a few people attended. One of them came to every session. Sometimes she was the only person there. At the time, I was commuting all the way from Raleigh to lead this weekly session, so her presence meant a lot, especially at this very early stage of our temple's development. In appreciation, I asked her if she had a wish. She said she would like a partner, a friend to love, and someone to love her. I want you to find a way to make her wish come true with my magic wand. <laughs> a little while later, I got to know a shy and lonely man in a nearby neighborhood. So I decided to try matchmaking. <laughs> Before I connected them with each other, I sat down with the women and said, I can introduce a man to you but only, only if you are willing to be a tree. With big open eyes, she was ready to listen. On a piece of paper, I drew a tree. This tree is you. Can you allow your friend to come and rest 
without any expectations? Could you be present just like a tree? Could you be at peace even if your friend does not make a commitment to you? She said, yes, yes. It's been about 15 years now, and I believe these two are still partners and good friends. What is love? What is love? The characteristics of love are described in the Bible in Corinthians chapter 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Love transcends nationality, race, and culture. When do you experience love? Was there love even before McDonald's advertisement? I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> A temple member shared this insight. When you are 10 years old, you love your new bike. When you are in high school, you love your girlfriend. In your 20s, your job. In your 60s, your grandchildren. Try to recall those feelings of love. Are they different or are they the same? Is there one love for bicycles, a different love for girlfriends, jobs, and grandkids? Among the people on this earth, are there seven billion separate experiences of love or seven billion of us experience, experiencing one love? The most common place we can experience unconditional love is within our families. A temple practitioner, Rebecca, shared her experience of a true love when she carried her daughters and gave them to birth, gave birth to them. She remembers sensing fullness and completeness. There was no separation. There was no self and no other, as if they were the same body, physiologically and soulfully. That is why we call the love between mother and child a heavenly bond. True love is pure because there is no self, selflessness. No self is the ultimate concept in Buddhist philosophy. Pure love is the most powerful universal emotion. 
The vibration of loving and being loved is greatly comforting and healing. Today, I felt my meditation was, was so deep and full because I connected myself with this full, deep love with all of you. So I was amazed this universal vibration of love can really reach, enrich and support our spiritual journey. Pure love, pure love is a willingness to give without a thought of giving and without a thought of receiving anything in return. Can you memorize the sentence? <laughs> pure love is a, the willingness to give without a thought of giving and without a thought of receiving anything in return. However, conditional love, I love you because, can be a source of hurt, broken hearts, and obsessive attachment. Love with expectations can cause suffering, which is why many people are afraid of loving. In Buddhism, the most skillful love is to love selflessly. What can I do for you? What else can I give to you? Rather than, what about me? There is an expression, falling in love. <laughs> Who is falling? Our self is falling out of existence. This losing of self in someone else, or in a piece of music, or in the beauty of nature, is the experience of a true love. The collapse of a duality. In the selflessness of a no self, we can taste true love. In the absence of self, we drop our need from others. Pure loving kindness arises. We become the marvelous beings we truly are. Love arising from no self is unconditional. To love unconditionally can be difficult. We, human, we humans often doesn't seem to be good at this. Maybe we could learn from dogs and cats. <laughs> True love really does love without trying to change the other person, accept, accepting them 100%. There is a quote, True love is choosing the many things a person did right rather than the things they did wrong. True love does not keep a record of wrongs. Do you have anyone like this in your life? How about yourself? Can you truly love another if you do not fully and unconditionally accept and love yourself? 
Valentine's Day is coming up. In this country, we collectively spend about $20 billion <laughs> with the cars, chocolates, and flowers to express love from one to another. Are we spending too much money? Have we commercialized love? Some may think so, but isn't it nice that we make the effort to let others know we love them and care for them? So if you want to bring me some flowers <laughs> for Valentine's Day, I won't accuse you of being too commercial. <laughs> and just to let you know, I prefer perennial flower <laughs> for our temple garden. <laughs> <laughs> there is a song that says, I see friends shaking hands, saying, how do you do? They are really saying, I love you. What a wonderful world. So dear friends, deeply, deeply listen to your loved ones and see if you can be a tree in this wonderful world, a loving, giving tree of life. Happy Valentine's Day.